Hello and welcome back to the Takedown Bets podcast. Today we're going to be going over UFC 281 Adesanya vs. Pereira. We're actually coming off a losing weekend, um, so we're glad to get that out of the way and start uh, with a clean slate here heading into UFC 281. And let's go ahead and dive in to the first fight of the night, which is Carlos Olberg versus Nikolai Nugumiranu. I can't pronounce that last name. Um, this is going to be a close fight. Uh, Nikolai is 13-1, and he's a plus-100 dog. Olberg is minus-120 favorite, coming in a 6-1 record. And I'm going to take the guy from Australia, the uh, Carlos Olberg, the kickboxer, to win. I think he's going to keep it at range and really... Um, show off his power against Nikolai. Uh, he's just, he's a very durable guy, very good fighter, but I think the power advantage is really going to show here for Carl Solberg. As long as he keeps the range, keeps the distance, shows the power, I think he's going to be able to get it done here in this one. Next fight up, we have Julio Arce versus Montel Jackson. I'm going to be going with Montel Jackson. He is a minus 205 favorite. That sounds about right. Julio Arce is a great fighter himself, kind of, um, I want to say more of a decision fighter, even though two of his last three wins have come by KO. Um, he's just not as good as I thought he was. He's still a very good fighter, but I think Montel Jackson is going to use his range, and he's got a lot more power to impose his will over Julio Arce here. Arce, just, I've bet on him a couple of times, haven't loved watching his fights. It really comes down to the wire. So Montel Jackson just seems to be the more powerful guy, taller guy, six inches of region on him. If he's smart and uh, fights well, he can uh, definitely get his way to a decision or even a KO here over Julio Arce. Next fight up, we have Mike Trezano versus Sungwoo Choi. Um, this is my absolute do not bet fight. Um, Sungwoo Choi picked him in his last fight, and he lost to Josh Kulibau, which just looked totally unimpressive on a two-fight losing streak. Same thing with Mike Trezano. He's lost three of his last four. Um, albeit to good competition, um, I just I can't take the favorite in Sungwoo Choi, or at least bet him. Maybe I'll take him later, seeing it weigh-ins. He's just got to show me something. Mike Rosano, hopefully he has a better chin. If he has any kind of power, he should be able to take down Sungwoo Choi. Uh, maybe Sungwoo Choi tries to wrestle. I, I don't know. This is I'm just glad I don't have to bet this fight because, wow, this could go any which way. And both fighters really need to win, so they're both going to be scrappy and uh, come out ready to play, but... I guess give me the dog and Mike Trezano, but I'm not super confident in this one at all. Could go anyway, but we'll go with Mike Trezano on the pick. Next fight up, we have Carolina Kolkevich versus Silvana gomez Juarez. I'm going to go with Silvana gomez Juarez. Um, I just think she is better than Carolina Kolkevich. She won her last fight against Felice Herrig, whoop-de-doo, but was on a four-fight losing streak after that. These girls are both old. At 37 years old, however, Silvana Gomez Juarez is new to her career, so she's kind of young for UFC um, in her uh, exposure. But with less damage, also comes less experience. But I think she's gonna be able to get it done. She just KO'd Na Liang in her last fight. Um, I think she's gonna come out here and just outclass Caroline Kovacavich in three rounds and just get the decision win. Not super confident in this one. Probably no need to bet this one as well. Definitely do not parlay this play, but uh, we're going to take Gomez Juarez on the pick here. Next fight up, we have Otman Azatare versus Matt Frivola. This one's going to be a great fight. Azatare comes in 13 uh, 0, still the minus 105 dog. Matt Frivola is the minus 115 favorite, so basically pick him. 
I've gone back and forth in this one as well. Um, I'm going to take Azatar to win by KO, as he's done in his last however many fights it's been now. Um, Matt Frivola very well could win. The um, competition he's lost to has been Terrence McKinney and Armin Sarukian. So, two amazing fighters that no shame in losing to. Azatar hasn't had that level of competition by far. Not even close, but he has just incredible power, and I think he's going to be able to get the job done here against Frivola. I do like this fight to end inside the distance either way, so that's probably the play. Could be a safer look um, compared to just picking one of them, but let's go with Azatar by, by KO, um, or if you want to go on a little safer play, just inside the distance or under that two and a half rounds. But Azatar's the pick. On to the next one. Here we go. Best fight of the night, or not best fight of the night, best bet of the night. We have Andre Petrovsky versus Wellington Terman. At the top of our fade list is one Wellington Terman. He just sucks. I am not a believer. Yeah, he beat Misha Serkinov. I really don't care. He beat Sam Alvey by split decision. That is just such a red flag. Um, Andre Petrovsky is great on the ground. He's going to outclass Wellington Terman by a mile in all facets. He just beat Nick, Nick Maximov um, by submission in his last fight, and he's only a minus 210 favorite. Now, I don't think Andre Perotti is the best fighter in the world, but I do think he is very good, and Wellington Terman just isn't flat out. Same height, same reach. Um, I really think Petrovsky can win in a lot of ways. That's why I love him in this fight. Definitely going to be a crown play. Minus 210, lock it in. Make some money. This could be a max play. Let's wait for weigh-ins, but yeah, Andre Petrovsky all day over Wellington Terman. Next fight up, we have Aaron Blanchfield versus Molly McCann, and here we come. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Molly McCann is actually fighting an actual fighter. Um, I thought we were going to get a better line on this, thinking that everyone just rides Molly McCann because she fights with Patty Pimblett, but the bookies are all over this one. Aaron Blanchfield is a minus 390 favorite. Um, I don't think she, she should be that much a favorite. Molly McCann still has a little bit of power, can KO you. Um, or if she just gets a little bit of razzle-dazzle going. But she's not fighting in England, so she doesn't have that whole hype behind her just screaming her name. She's going to be fighting a better fighter who's going to take her down and just wrestle her for uh, 15 minutes. So not going to be an impressive fight, I don't think, for Molly McCann. I think Aaron Blanchfield gets this done. She's the minus Randy favorite, although shouldn't be that heavily regarded. But she's still young. She's still 23. She could slip up, but... Aaron Blanchfield is going to be the pick here. Molly McCann, it's about time. Your stupid butt fought someone of actual talent, and you're going to get what's coming, and you're going to shut up, and I don't have to hear you talk anymore. Next fight up, we have Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann. This is going to be a hell of a fight. I'm going to be going with Dominic Reyes ever so closely. It just It's hard with Ryan Spann, but it just depends on who shows up. He keeps teetering teeter-tottering back between win-loss, win-loss, and his last fight he did win, so I guess I'll just take him to lose his next fight, which is here against Dominic Reyes, who has himself lost his last three fights, but listen to who he's lost to. Jiri Prochaska, Jan Blahovich, John Jones. Those are, like, the three best fighters at his weight class. Um, he's a sh not a shell of himself. He's not what he used to be. But I still think he's going to lay some power out. Again, this one maybe fight to end by KO and decide to end inside the distance. This is going to be a slugfest. 
Um, this should be a little closer, I think, in my opinion. If Ryan Spann comes and shows out, he could, he definitely could knock out Dominic Reyes. Don't put it past him, but I think Reyes is smart enough and technical enough to make it his fight and win this by KO over Ryan Spann. And next fight up, we have Renato Moicano versus Brad Riddell. And here we have two guys that are very different fighters, I think. Um, Renato Moicano, I feel like I have a good read on. I love betting him. I feel like I know when he's going to win and when he doesn't. Brad Riddell, I'm the exact opposite. I never know where he's at, so it's a little bit of a clash here. But I really do think this is a fight meant for Renato Moicano. He's going to take this down to the ground. He has the height and reach advantage if he really needs it. Um, he's stronger than he looks. He's very slick. Brad Riddell's just looking to close the distance, so if maybe he could get a KO or knock him down. But Renato Mokano is going to be pressuring the entire time. I just I don't like the matchup for Brad Riddell. I'm taking Mokano here on the pick, maybe by submission. Catches one late, but definitely don't parlay this. This definitely could be a good fight for Brad Riddell. I just haven't been able to figure him out, but... I'm going to leave it for Renato Moicano here as the minus 125 slay favorite. Next fight up, we have Dan Hicker versus Claudio Puelles. This is a very tough fight. I've never seen anyone in the history of UFC take as much damage as Dan Hooker has. And he's only 32. That's not that old for UFC. He has just been through some wars, just fighting the top of the division, just being fed to the Gators. Um, so that makes it tough. He's a very good fighter. He's just he's he's been through the damage of a sixty-year-old fighter. It's just absolutely crazy the shots this guy's eaten. Claudio Puelles, not a super dangerous fighter in the terms of KO power. He can get you to the ground and submit you, but I think Dan Hooker's going to have enough to stuff those takedowns, keep it on the feet. If so, Dan Hooker's got power himself. He's a very good fighter. He just uses his face as a punching bag. Puelles just isn't very good on the feet. So the big key to this fight is. Can Dan Hooker stop the takedowns? And it's a big maybe. I'm going to say he does and is able to beat the young Claudio Puelles. I don't think Puelles is ready. Um, but maybe he is. We never know. Um, might change this pick later. This one goes back back and forth. I don't think I'm going to be betting this fight. It's too close to call. But I'll take Dan Hooker with the pick for now. Next fight up, we have Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. The pick is going to be, oh my goodness, I guess I'll take Chris Gutierrez. Um, Frankie Edgar's just old, man. He's not what he used to be at all. Still can um, show out here, but I think this is just a setup by the UFC to prop up Chris Gutierrez. Gutierrez just doesn't really have any power. This is, feels like a decision fight. Either way, Edgar may gas out. Uh, may just try to take down Gutierrez um, and kind of win points that way. I don't see Gutierrez knocking Edgar out. Again, just doesn't have a lot of power. Um, so this fight to go decision may be something we look at, maybe a split decision. Um, I just don't see it happening. He did KO uh, Dana Batgarel in his last fight, but I don't see him doing that to Frankie Edgar. Um, although Frankie Edgar has... <laughs> I'm really contradicting myself here. He's lost his last three fights by KO, but I just... Don't see it here. I, I'm not a big, big believer in Chris Gutierrez' um, power here. So I, I'll take Gutierrez. Edgar's just old man, former legend, but Gutierrez is the pick. Next fight up, we have Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Um, Poirier is on the favor list, so we're going to take him. 
Simple as that. Michael Chandler is good, has great output, but just can't block with defense worth shit. Dustin Poirier is nicknamed Diamond because he can take a punch. That That is the ultimate deciding factor. Uh, this is going to be a banger. They're going to have the fight of the night and just be bleeding everywhere, but Poirier is going to be able to take it longer, and he's going to keep throwing back, and Chandler's just eventually going to wear down. Um, he's going to try to take him down, but I think Dustin Poirier can protect himself on the ground. He'll be fine there. Um, but Poirier is going to land one eventually on Chandler, and this is going to be the fight of the night. I can't wait. Um, give me Poirier by late third-round KO here. Um, I'm pretty confident in this one as well. Chandler is a great fighter. He's a great showman. But when it comes to absolute MMA style and talent, I'm taking Dustin Poirier here. Next fight up, we have Carlos Barza versus Wei Li Zhang. Uh, I'm going with Wei Li Zhang. She is, oh, wow. She's a, she's a, hold on. She's a plus 280 underdog. Am I reading this right? Carlos Barza, the girl who literally didn't, fight Rose Namajunas in her last fight. It's a plus 280 underdog, and we have 93% of tapology on Whaley Zhang. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, my, I've just seen this for the first time, guys. So, Whaley Zhang uh, won her last fight over Joanna Jerzyk. Uh, her two fights before that, she had lost to Rose Namajunas, the first one, obviously, by KO. I thought Whaley had won her second uh, bout with Rose. I actually had Whaley in that fight. Um, but lost via split. That's okay. We obviously know Ro- Ro- We obviously know that Rose Namajunas and Carlos Barza in their last fight for five rounds threw literally zero output and was an absolute disgrace. Probably the worst fight to ever grace UFC. So, with that being said, I th- I've got to feel like Carlos Barza comes back with a little better game plan here. I just still don't think it's enough for Wei Li Zhang. And now that I'm seeing it's a plus 280, this should be... Zhang should be a uh, minus 150 favorite. I would say she is plus 280. That is absolute value. It does scare me a little that 93% is on Zhang and she's still a plus 280 underdog in Asparza's minus 360 favorite. That is suspicious. I've never seen that in my life. So I'm going to look into that, see if there's any injuries or if there's something that I'm just not catching on to. But if everything is normal, this should be Whaley Zhang favored on the feet. Carlos Sparza is going to try to be dirty and take her down, but I like Zhang here to techni- uh, technically win her way to a decision. But, wow, plus 280, Whaley Zhang on the straight money line is going to be the play. And lastly, we have the main event, Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. We've been riding Alex Pereira his last two fights, beating Bruno Silva and Sean Strickland. The question is, do we do it again against the champ, Israel Adesanya, who just keeps going through everyone? And guess what the answer is? The answer is yes. I'm not picking him because they fought way back when and prayer knocked him out, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing it because Adesanya has literally said before, I don't care about losing. He said he's okay to lose. He's just, he's going for style points, event, event, uh, yeah, essentially is what he's saying. Um, and Pereira's just got KO power. This just feels like they could be through round four, and Izzy's just classing him, staying away, trying not to get KO'd, and he's winning all three rounds, and then Pereira just turns it on and KOs him. Or hell, maybe he comes out in the first round and starts him in the first two minutes. I don't know. Something in my gut is just telling me Pereira, Adesanya may win. He definitely well could. He's 23-1 and one in the champ for a reason, but Pereira just seems like he's he's gotten to the top in what, like four, three fights? He's just climbed the top. He's just KOing people. 
He has no emotion in his face. He's Brazilian. These are the guys you should be afraid of. And I'm taking here as an underdog, getting the plus money against Israel Adesanya. So that is the card, guys. Um, good luck. Happy betting. Stay safe.